is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're talking right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, the markets are just uh, like someone lit a fire under them. And, of course, we're seeing numbers that aren't that great on the crop tours. What's going on out there? You nailed it, Dustin. It's the reality is, is the crop tour has come along. I think the trade was looking for some disappointing yields, especially in the western Corn Belt, South Dakota, as well as Nebraska. But I think when the actual numbers came out in the Western Belt, they were a little bit lower than I think even what some of the bulls were thinking. I know uh, one of our um, employees, Betsy Gibbons, out there on the tour, she was saying there's fields out there they had no ears on it. So in the West, we got the trade's attention. But even the East, parts of Ohio and Indiana, their yields were down. Now, granted, last year they had a record crop in that part of the world, but the yields were also down this year. So I, I think that is bringing some demand, fear, you know, excuse me, supply fears into the market, which is kind of getting the end users a little bit more aggressive chasing the market um, right now. The other thing I think we're also seeing is just New York kind of spec money coming into the market, Dustin. I mean, the money came in early in the year on the inflation play. Because the argument was buy commodities when you're trying to you know, hedge inflation. Powell came out, Jerome Powell came out and said, hey, we're gonna do everything we can to fight inflation. That essentially told the funds, get out of the commodities, get out of being long the grains because you're essentially fighting the Fed. And when you fight the Fed, you usually lose. But now with this crop getting a little bit smaller, it looks like based on this pro farmer tour, now I think you are seeing some of that spec money that had moved to the sidelines are coming back in, realizing we still have a very, very tight food situation. The U.S. supply is obviously tightening. The European crop has got smaller on the last report. By all accounts, it's going to continue to shrink. So if you are a world feeder and you need to you have to buy grain for livestock, where are you going to buy the grain from if these supplies continue to dwindle? And that seems to be a legit fear, I believe. And like I said, that seems to be what's bringing these uh, grain markets higher the last couple of days. You know, the quote I heard that really resonated with me for so far on this trip for them was, you know, uh, someone said that I felt better coming out of the fields in 2012 than I do this year. Well, I think so. Like I said, I, I think 2012, they were braced for it. You know, they, we knew it was going to be bad this year. I, I think, like I said, I think it's definitely surprised where it looks at. I think some of the fields look maybe a little bit better from the road than once they got into it, and, and it's a legit problem. Now, I do think that yield's going to fall. The government's at 175.4. I think the number you got to look for is at 174 to 173. If you get that national yield dips below 174, down below 173, it really gets tough for the government to cut demand enough to offset that loss of supply to keep that ending stock projection somewhere around a billion, a billion one. So that's what the numbers we're kind of looking at, and we'll see. Now, like I said, this is the pro-farmer portion of it. That, now, granted, they don't hit every county of each state here, but the, at the end of the month next week, at the beginning of September, NAS will be sending out their people into the field for the first time. So we'll get the government's viewpoint of what they're finding when they go in the fields, and that number will come out on the September WASD, which is certainly setting up to be a very, very uh, watched uh, number. Yeah, it's going to be. And is there any concern that maybe USDA should be sending people out just a little bit sooner, maybe for the August report already, because obviously they look at these satellite images and you can walk into fields that the corn is green and tall and looks good. But like you said, when they're going in there and not finding much in ears uh, or, or ears that are in poor quality, I mean, that's, that's a big difference. 
Um, I, all I can say is they used to do that. Then a couple of years ago, they made the decision that they were not going to go in and do field surveys in August. Then the fact that some years the crop was just too immature to really make a big conclusion, and they were just going to rely on farmer surveys and satellites, which is how they draw their their August conclusion. And um, you know, maybe this shows it. You know, that maybe they should go into August. In general, this is a process, though. You know, my guess is they will make some adjustments to the crop in September, but whatever adjustments they make, that will not be the final adjustment. They tend to walk the crop down when it gets smaller or walk it up when it gets bigger. They tend not to make big lopping adjustments. So whatever number we get in September, look for more adjustments down the line. All right, so moving to the flip side, obviously uh, if you've got uh, acres or grain to sell later this fall, it's going to be good, but if you're wanting to feed some of that grain to the cattle and hogs, I mean, that's this is not good numbers to be seeing. No, it's not. I mean, right now it, it's definitely going to be tough. I, I think there's a lot of end users that were hoping to get this corn bought somewhere around $6, maybe, and try to fill that gap around that 585 at this point point in time with what we're seeing on this tour and the way the market's reacted to it. I think the reality is it's going to be very, very hard to get this corn to get much below six bucks anymore. So yeah, if you're an end user right now, the numbers you were probably hoping to get some feed usage covered probably are not going to happen and you're going to have to recalculate your your break-evens. But unfortunately, yeah, the cost of feeding livestock this year are going to stay elevated. Now, as we're looking at those markets, though, uh, outside of the cost of feed, I mean, what are we seeing in cattle and hogs? I know hogs were, looked good a week or so ago, and then all of a sudden they've just been taking it on the chin. They've kind of wiped out pretty hard. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed with yesterday's trade action. They had a huge bounce, but then kind of failed to close at the lower end of the bar. Um, so I, I think they're a little bit tough right now, but in general, the supply continues to tighten. You're seeing liquidation of the herd of, of, of cattle. In general, we're not seeing expansion of the light of of the pork herd as well. So I think the supply will continue to contract a little bit. Hopefully, that will help stabilize this market. The thing we need to keep an eye on, also on the livestock, is what the U.S. dollar is doing. As that dollar continues to rally back up to the near-term highs, that is something we is, do not want to see because the more expensive that dollar gets, the harder it is for uh, us to export our products overseas. So, Jim, if I'm a producer right now, whether I've got grain or livestock, let's start with grain. What kind of, I know you can't, we can't prescribe for everybody, but what kind of things should we be looking at in a market situation like this? Well, right now, I think what you got to do is you got to get in your fields. If you haven't been in your fields, I think, I, you know, what Pro Farmer tells us, maybe go walk your fields and see what you have in your location and then kind of come up and find out where your break-evens are. I mean, the reality is if you have some early, early grain harvest potential as well as some last-minute bushels that for some reason you haven't sold, you might keep an eye out. The basis is very, very good right now, especially for soybeans. Um, as the market's having a very hard time bridging from the old crop to the new crop, the meal demand is really, really good right now. So you might take advantage of some of the grain you can't store with these higher prices right now. Long term, though, I would encourage producers to consider reowning some of this grain into the spring as, you know, the reality is it's going to be a very, very tight situation. The world essentially now is going to put all its money on South America, Dustin. Essentially, the world, to, to get the world through this tight supply situation due to smaller crops in the northern hemisphere, everything's going to be on South America. If they stumble, and there's a few other guys out there already talking about La Nina sticking around for a third year, which could potentially give them more production problems like they've had the last couple of years. You could see markets move back toward the all-time highs if they stumble. So we would encourage producers, 
on any kind of a good fall break that we traditionally get, they might consider coming back in and reowning some of that grain if they like, um, just to see how South America plays out. All right, Jim. Well, a lot of great information as always. If we want to get in touch with folks at agmarket.net to talk these strategies, how do we do that? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461 or any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. All right, Jim, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. That again was Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Let's run down those numbers for you. September corn up nine at 669 even. December up nine and a quarter at 664 and a half. September beans up 21 at 1587 and three quarters. November up 17 and a quarter at 1478 and a quarter. Soy meal up five dollars and forty cents at 437.10. Soy oil up 32 cents at 6801. Chicago wheat up 12 and a quarter at 812 and three quarters. Minneapolis up 12 and a half at 924 and a half. Kansas wheat up 18 and three quarters at 897 and three quarters. Oats up seven at 415 even. October live cattle up 17 cents at 144.77. September feeders up 17 cents at 182.62. October lean hogs down 65 cents at 92.25. Pork cutouts unchanged at 103.37. Class 3 milk unchanged at 20.08. That's been our opening market podcast. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network where Iowa Ag Matters. <music>